Run the Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 270, and welcome back to my front porch. You know, so much in, in my life is kind of big highs, and, uh, and I would say some, some lows as well. I just came off an amazing high this uh, last weekend. Just got to hang out with some, some friends in, uh, in California. And then I got to do an, a retreat uh, with a group of people that I just absolutely love. It's, it's an Arabic church in Rancho, and they asked me to come do their retreat for them. And it was such an amazing time. I, I'm always in awe of that community, the way they care for one another, the way they kind of redefine family. And then they just really affirm me in some of those pastoral gifts. They're just always so affirming to me and, and they just invite me in. And I just genuinely love these people and I've, I just really loved being a part of that. And then some of our closest friends, Marianne and Ahmed, we just got to spend great time with them and, and it was wonderful. Just a, just a really wonderful weekend. Got home on a Sunday and then Monday, you know, was jamming, doing a bunch of stuff. And then, man, I just had a really hard day. My, my goal was to do a podcast last night and just had a really tough day, um, just working through some, some family stuff. And, you know, I was like, man, I, I, I went to a meeting. I, I just got a, a car, uh, actually a really cool story, but uh, I just got a car, a uh, used car. And, and so I'm going to my meeting and somebody, uh, a bicycle, like smashes the mirror and like jams his, you know, his uh, handlebar into the side of the car. And I was like, it's just a car. And the kid was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was like, don't worry about it, man. It's okay. And I'm like, it's a kid. You know, what are you going to do? I'm not going to ream him. It's just like, oh, man. So I'm on my way to meeting and had a great meeting with this guy and then got home. And it was just, it was just a little weird. And I was just like, I didn't feel right, <laughs> you know, about getting on a podcast and being like, hey, look, everything's fine. Everything's great. And it wasn't. And then today, man, I woke up this morning and our dog, I like woke up and he was like sopping wet. I'm like, what is happening? Well, I don't know what's happening, but he's just salivating like nonstop. So gave him a bath and he just didn't stop. So Patty takes him to the vet. It's like this whole thing. She was there for six hours, just got back a little while ago. And it's like, man, just coming off this huge high of having an amazing time. And then just like the last couple of days have been like, man, I was just kind of in a little bit of a funky mood today. But uh, feeling better now. Uh, Mika and I went on a little date night. We walked her favorite place is Subway. So uh, there's one not too far from us. So we walked to Subway and just kind of calmed myself down and, and just like, hey, Jeff, everything's okay. You know, and not in a truly optimistic way, like literally, your life is a great life. And while these things are difficult and inconvenient, so grateful to be alive, so grateful to be here with so many of you. And uh, and I just, you know, I keep getting this encouragement from my friend Bill of like, hey, bring bring that kind of stuff, you know, here. You know, we want to hear that. And so I'd love for you to pray for our family. Just some ups and downs and uh, nothing significant, but just, just every once in a while, it's like I feel like after we have such a big high, like stuff like this tends to happen. And so I'm trying, Patty and I are trying our hardest to try to not allow it to knock us down and go, no, we know 
that of what the Lord is doing in our lives, and we realize that um, these difficult or things are kind of coming in and trying to rob our joy and rob our peace. And so we're just trying to pursue after that peace that passes all understanding, a joy that endures uh, through really difficult times. So uh, thank you for those of you who continue to pray, and thank you those who listen. Um, once again, just sitting with uh, my you know, a lot of my Arabic family there, uh, just a couple of them coming up and going, hey, I just want you to know we listen to the podcast. It's so encouraging to me. So thank you for my friends out there listening. Appreciate it. And thank you for all of you who have bought the devotional and for those of you who continue to give through Venmo and through Patreon. Really, really appreciate it. All right. Our passage is Exodus 14, 14. And it says this, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. About a year ago, we relaunched Phoenix One. I relaunched Phoenix One, which is my nonprofit that uh, that um, I have here in Phoenix. That it really the whole goal is we we want to see the church come together as one through care and connection. That's what we're hoping to see happen through path for pastors and their staffs. And and so I relaunched it last year, and it was a pretty overwhelming endeavor of just going like how how am I going to be able to care for my family? How are we going to be able to fundraise? And, you know, just being new back to Phoenix, you know, after seven years or five years of being gone, seven years um, of not having Phoenix one be around, how's this going to work? And I remember just sitting on my front porch, just praying like, God, I need help. I just need help. And, and just kind of confessing, like I, I have, I'm, I'm, my faith is wavering and I just need help. And so I went to my office, it was just me sitting there and I get a call from a guy. And he said, hey, um, I, I got your phone number um, um, from a contact of mine. And, and I had just barely kind of known this guy. And, and he was like, hey, um, I, I just was, I, I never do this. But like, I just, I was, uh, I was just thinking and praying and you came to my mind. And I know this is super weird, but I just, I felt like God wanted me to ask you, like, do you need money? Like, do you need money? And I, I just was like, I almost just started bawling out loud because I was like, yeah, I like relaunched this nonprofit. We're just getting going. He's like, whoa, that's crazy. I, this never happens to me. I never do anything like this. And he's like, okay, well, that's a confirmation to me. And he sent me a check in the mail and I got that check. And it was just for me this moment where I was like, Jeff, just because you lack in faith. You know, I confess that out loud, but the Lord was moving in ways that I didn't even know, in hearts that I did not even know. He was both behind me and before me and present with me. And I was like, wow. I mean, it's just like it encouraged my heart. And, and honestly, it was a linchpin to the rest of this year of just God just continuing to affirm, just keep going, keep moving. And this story, the the context of the story is so important. So I want you to do this with me. I mean, just imagine um, that you had you you're you're a people, and you've you've heard uh, these stories, right? You just heard these stories about how God brought your father Joseph, Joseph the the in his coat of many colors, right? You, you've heard these, the story of Joseph, Father Joseph, and his his perilous journey to Egypt, and and how God had made him the second in charge. And you, you know that passage, what Satan intends for evil, God makes good. And, and, and you, you, you know that story. You heard that story about what God 
did and how he saved his people, our, our people. Uh, but now you're kind of reflecting and you're going like, but life doesn't look like that now. It doesn't look like that now. We, you know, you have lived your whole life in the midst of an empire with a ruler that thinks he's God. He thinks he's God and, and you're oppressed and you're abused. Yet, yet you continue to worship Yahweh. Then a man named Moses rolls up on the scene. And you remember that, that oh yeah, that's right. He was raised in, in Pharaoh's court, kind of like Pharaoh's son. Uh, he was raised in Pharaoh's court, but he killed an, an Egyptian who was coming up and against in, in Israel. And, um, and then he just left. He just went away. I, I wonder what he's doing back. And then you, you hear him say, as he goes before Pharaoh, the, Pharaoh this kind of God-man, Yahweh says, let my people go. Then there's all these like horrible plagues that happen. And the last is, is like the worst of all the plagues, which is the killing of the firstborn. But because you were faithful and you did what the angel of the Lord said, and you put the blood of a lamb, a pure lamb over your doorstep, the, the angel passed over you. But all along this thing, you're like, God, what are you doing? Like, what is happening? What is this roller coaster you have us on? And then all of a sudden, Pharaoh relents, and you're like, what, really? And now we're, you're on your way to being free, and you, you do something that you haven't done in a long time. You begin to hope, and just for a second, just for a second, you begin to hope. All the disparity you've been through, all the hurt, all the pain, and all of a sudden now you're free and you're heading to the promised land, this promised land that Moses continues to talk about. And then all of a sudden, in another moment, you're trapped. Like a crab in a cage. You, you've got the Red Sea in front of you. You've got the entire Egyptian army behind you, and it's coming to bring you back into captivity. And you're like, what in the world, God? You know, imagine, what, like, what would you be feeling if this is you? Maybe as I'm walking through this, you're like, whoa. You know, what? would you be questioning God's plan? Would you be like, hey, this doesn't feel right. This Something feels off here. Would you believe that... That God would allow you to perish after all you've been through? Maybe you would believe that or, or that he was up to something great. That he was doing something new and beautiful. And he was trying to display his glory to you, the people, his people, in a new and radical way. And then all of a sudden, you hear this decree that comes from God through Moses. The Lord will fight for you. You need, you can almost hear him, right? You can, in all the chaos and the people worrying and whining and oh my gosh, and the fears and everything that's happening, all of a sudden Moses is almost at the top of his lungs or maybe he's got a bunch of people that are spreading this message to all the Israelites. Hey, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And you're like, what? Be still? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? We have to like either get up or give up or get out of here. Like we, we, we can't just remain still. It really doesn't feel like the Lord is fighting for me either. Like especially with that kind of message. And you just find yourself kind of so confused. And here's what I find about this passage. It's so personal. Because I can like feel myself there. And maybe you can do that too. 
It feels so personal. I, I could list off a dozen moments where where I felt just like the Israelites. And and maybe you've had some of those moments as well. Maybe as I maybe you're in one of those moments right now. You're just feeling overwhelmed. You know the truth, but you just doesn't feel it. You can't connect with it. And you're like, what is going on? And here's the very confronting part of this passage that I just cannot get over. Do I believe, and this is the question I'm going to ask myself, I would encourage you to do the same. Do I believe that the Lord is behind me, fighting for me? That he is present with me in my hurt, my pain, and my doubt? And do I also believe that he is preparing away from me? He is ready to part the Red Sea. Honestly, think about it. I... I, I think about that all the time. And when we feel out of control, when we feel completely out of control, God's counsel to us is this. Be still. Rest. Have you ever seen a child that's just so afraid? And then a parent comes along, like a child that's lost in a store and just kind of looks around and panics. And all of a sudden the parent comes out of nowhere and the child immediately just, it almost like the child locks up. And just is present and just like, oh my gosh, you're here. That's this moment of going, I got you. Be still. Trust in me. He's like, rest in the fact that I've got you. Rest in the fact that he is grieving with you. He's not, that doesn't repel him away. He's not repelled by the Israelites in this moment of their disparity, of their concern. No, he's like, no, let me reframe it for you. I'm with you in this And rest in the fact, this is beautiful, that he is preparing a way for you. He is both. He is behind you. He is with you. And he's moving before you. And what he would say is, hey, be still. I'm fighting for you. And what we see in the person of Jesus is the full evidence of this. That the sin committed in the garden didn't catch God off guard. He had already prepared a way. He had already been ready in a moment to save. And he said his son Jesus to, to rescue all of humanity, if you will, to part the Red Sea so that we could move into the promised land. And his spirit is present with you and I right now. Because when we are at our end, God is faithful to the end. And so the question is this, is what is preventing you from being still and believing that God is fighting for you? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this reminder, this beautiful reminder that we can rest in your strength, rest in your presence, rest in your provision. Would you continue through your spirit to remind us that we are okay and that you got us and you love us? So, Take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time.